0: We'll try to build a second time a bridge towards anchoring that in our respective ecosystems and give an example of the four of us meeting in this room together. How can we midwife and birth that the four of us with our respective ecosystems, organizations and the mutual leverage we could consciously unlock? Moves from a dialogue, a conversation, beyond a signed LOI on a strategic partnership, towards true collaboration, and this is really where we, as a human species, are pretty blind. Right? I mean, we come we come from a tribal background. Ninety nine percent of humanity, we, you know, still our brains are hardwired from like to how. 50,000 years back or so in space time because the crucial question for me is really how can we create a culture supported by IT infrastructure where truly Pamela's intelligence and wisdom and tool set and her adjacent contacts could cross-pollinate, intersect with the weaving lab and with Jeff's pro social. So I'm really wrestling not on this micro to meso level, but more on this, like how can we coordinate collaboration and synergy on a multiple groups to large cohorts of groups? Because I, I feel in the middle, the guardian not we need to untangle or help midwife to unlock the possibility in the middle is we're stuck on a national level, on a supranational level or global level. It's just multiple gridlocks. People are flying in for the twenty-sixth time, and it's literally just blah 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 nothing happening, right? So clearly that is not the way forward. So in the middle is that leading from arrows we're connected and sensing into that but how can could we just as we are uh, unlock that so so i want to invite that uh, as a guiding question towards the you know half next maybe half an hour and and i truly think for that to unpack a little bit our backgrounds from the weaving lab from ross jeff's pro social pamela's your background literally makes sense also for the audience so again ross what's the weaving lab uh-huh. what are you what are you so obsessed with there when
1: you say i didn't answer your question i thought i was
0: distinguished
2: <laughs> i felt very obsessed.
0: no you gave an answer <laughs> To a guy who already knows a little bit about the weaving yeah. like but okay. literally just like <clears throat> what are you obsessed with
1: well, so what? we are a are a, a global community of people um let's say 500 people maybe less i don't know um who are all committed to advancing the practices of weaving and the profession of weaving so Everybody is practicing this thing we call weaving, which is connecting people to shared purpose, fostering collaborations for systemic impact, learning together, facilitating learning together and modeling or being the system that we wish to see in the direction of thriving or universal well-being. So this is a community of people, effectively a community of practice. People doing all sorts of different things people who are weaving communities in education, weaving communities in in health, weaving s- communities of social entrepreneurs, weaving uh, business people together to work in this direction et etc et etc so that's effectively what we're what we are and i just to um challenge the question a little bit alistair because i um I, he- I hear what you're saying, but I'm also conscious that none of us can collaborate with everybody in, in the sense that collaboration is, you know, a kind of an intense experience of committing time to each other. Um, and that's not to say we, we four couldn't collaborate, but I think it's worth noting that we can't collaborate with everybody. And, however, I think that Just this conversation is itself a way of connecting our respective networks, because I know that I'm going to take back into the Weaving Lab the ideas and some of the words and certainly the energy that I'm feeling from you three, and that will permeate my uh, the the Weaving Lab community. So I think actually through this dialogue, we are connecting our respective um, uh, communities. And I think conversation is a prerequisite to change. It's not enough, but I just cannot imagine any change coming about without conversation because change is energizing and you want to talk about it and talking about it allows you to see things that allow you to change. So just to um, throw that out there.
0: Allow me, allow me uh, two questions. Um, If you were to give into the space in between us two or three nuggets like the gold that you were um, bringing from the weaving lab and also one or two like difficult questions that you're wrestling with especially from this question of how can we facilitate large scale Uh, cultural change i'm curious on both the nuggets and what you're struggling with
1: yeah i mean uh, goals are to i think help more people see the work that they're doing as weaving this isn't to push at the the word particularly but it's to to we, we meet people all the time who say when they when I explain what weaving is, they'll say, Oh, that's what I that's what I do. And I've never really thought much about it. I've never particularly valued it, or I feel undervalued. And because they haven't really thought about it, they haven't particularly talked about it or reflected on it, or, and therefore haven't really found a way of focusing on getting better at it. It's not an easy practice i I think i when i see you guys i think all you're all weaving in your own respective ways and you all know how really difficult it can be it's very nuanced complex work so one of the things we want to do is to just for people to talk about it more to recognize it in themselves and then to step into a commitment to practice weaving more intentionally in order to get better at it to share it more and by virtue of getting better at it and sharing more, fostering more connections, more collaboration, more systemic impact, more conscious evolution. So I think it's about, in other words, bringing attention to this as a practice and as a profession. So that would be the, the probably the, uh, the nugget I would introduce into the middle. Um, There's a real and there are all sorts of challenges in this a lot of people are very resistant to the word they say oh another fad or it sounds too hippie or new age or it's all a bit vague or it's just you know yet another leadership book in the making or whatever and i kind of agree with all of that in many ways but it's just a useful uh, metaphor but there is a challenge in getting people to engage seriously with this there's also a challenge because there's this kind of a, a slight grayness or vagueness about it. And this is, this, I would also say this is about the weaving lab. It's its actually not very easy to describe what we are. We're not really an organization. Nobody gets paid to do it. We're just a, are we a community? I think we are. Are we a community practice? Possibly, I don't know. So, you know, I think we've in many ways deliberately avoided hard labels because I think weaving, by definition, isn't a hard science. And the spaces in between things are often slightly vague. There's this kind of fogginess to it, which I think is all part of weaving. But that's really difficult for people. It's extremely difficult to fund this kind of work. I mean, I'm really lucky. I get paid and I do weaving, but I don't call myself a weaver all the time. Because if I did, I don't think I'd get paid. <laughs> um, so there are all sorts of problems. But that anyway, to throw that one out.
0: I just love what you said. Like I see it on your business card, Weaver. <laughs> and I remember I, I, when I worked a lot for, with facilitating systemic shifts in school, the school system, um, I had like the science pictures that i showed and i said like yes and they think in five to ten years half of the work that we are that we know about will be gone because of that will be taken over by machines and, and automatic and so on and then people get like a bit of scarcity and and then it's like no 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 just like easy you know 50 percent of the job that w- will be coming we don't even know what that is <laughs> and i just and now 10 years later i'm just like receiving weaver <laughs> as a new profession so yeah just um How many more of these are coming forward? Mm. Mm. What what I would like to, to bring here into the middle, unless obviously we don't know, but I truly think that 20 years ago there was no community manager, right? Now, almost every company and organization, not just because of social media, right, but becomes aware that a community manager somebody that holds the web of the stakeholders together and is paid for is pretty normal. And my understanding from an ecosystemic, let's put the eco into brackets from a systemic perspective, is that even quote-unquote normal mainstream organizations, that's whatever, pick Nike or Adidas or salando right i mean it would provide them most likely with a big chunk of competitive advantage if they were to pay full-time ecosystem weavers that are kind of like the guys sniffing out and cross-pollinating and weaving you know flying in new opportunities sensing into the space in between i i'd put a bet like personal uh, alistair Langer bet who listens to the podcast 10 years from now i would say like ecosystem weaver becomes in as much as a normal profession like as a community manager
1: i I mean i i think it's it's a profession deserving of recognition and um and, and reward at the same time I think it shouldn't be only the preserve of specialists. I think it's something that probably every kid should learn. Everybody should try and learn, you know, connecting the dots, spotting patterns, bringing people, projects, places together for um, synergistic purposes. Um, it, 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 it's more, I'm actually much more interested in the practice than I am in the professional. Although I do also believe that the profession is a critical Factor moving forwards.
0: I'm, I'm so curious since since I'm the host, inviting to that virtual um, room and uh, um, emergent unknown in between all of us. Um, I would love to ha- hand over to, to Jeff and see how he would uh, phrase uh, pro social and the endeavor of pro social um, um, ahead. I'm just really curious, Jeff.
2: Well, even before I, I do that, I'd like to share something else I'm noticing. Um, And this uh, this gathering is an example of that. Uh, Something else has been happening, you know, over the last 18 months that for those that are paying attention, they see it very clearly. There's always been good people and good organizations doing good things. But what's happening now is that they're finding each other in really meaningful ways with the willingness to cooperate the willingness to engage in new letter, uh, levels. And, and it also, there's an inner and outer to that because part of that process is a reimagining what the organization is and what its part is in this larger ecosystem. What I'm I'm learning, what I'm witnessing happening, I'm also um, learning from somebody that I work with, David Stone Wilson, who is... Um, Uh, You know, he's an evolutionary biologist uh, and an evolutionary scientist. Um, And so I'm learning about things from kind of a biological and evolutionary standpoint. And the more I learn about it from a cultural standpoint, I realize, oh, my God, it, it works just like organisms work. And what is developing and what is unfolding is actually very evolutionary and very scientific, It's not just aspirational, but it's something that actually can be evidenced. And and so this this weaving is taking place. And one of the things that I've been witnessing, and I'll bet you have too, and i bet your audience has too, and that is, is that there's an increase in cases of meaningful coincidence, serendipity, and synchronicity. I mean, like on a scale like never before, that's always been happening too, but it seems like it's gathering steam. And so something's happening with that. It's almost like, you know, the, the corpus callosum or the you know, central fissure of the brain where the hemispheres are connecting. And all of a sudden, energetic relationships are able to form and pass and create new pathways that weren't, weren't even possible before. So I, I see a couple things that's happening. One is that this weaving, weaving. Thank you very much, uh, Ross, in the network of weavers, and thank you very much, Pamela, in your network of weavers, and Alistair. Um, but these weavers are finding each other, mm-hmm. and this is also part of this really great news. But when and as they find each other, then what? So it's like this thing of okay. We need to cooperate. How do we do it? And so this is kind of where pro-social world kind of comes in. It's based on the Nobel Prize winning work of Eleanor Ostrom, which amazingly enough, the first woman to ever win the Nobel Prize at economics, you know, shattering the glass ceiling. And her and her husband were researchers. They didn't like think up the core design principles that won the Nobel Prize. They witnessed it. They witnessed it in communities and groups all over the world. They had no connection to one another, that they all found ways to cooperate and then avoid what's known as the tragedy of the commons in very similar ways. So the tragedy of the commons is basically when you have a a common pool resource, whether it's a field or a water source, and you have ungoverned competition for that limited resource, it tanks the resource. But human beings have found out how to avoid that tragedy in very similar ways. And what they documented is something called the eight core design principles of pro-social. And what we've discovered is that's trainable and it's repeatable. And that is really good news. And not only is it trainable and repeatable for groups, so this is about groups but it's not just about groups; it's about groups of groups because it's scalable on a- any level, up to the to the global level, um, and it's the essentially the playbook for cooperation. And there's a research dimension to it, so that it can be based on evidence that can be documented, and also there's feedback there. And so here here's how I'm weaving it into this weaving uh, story is that part of what's also happening is that there's this coming together of these technology platforms because part of the problem right now is platform fatigue. There's just too darn many of them and nobody wants to keep learning a new one and everybody wants you to use theirs, right? Well, you kind of can't get there from here. So part of what's happening is just as there is a realization among groups and organizations, there's a realization amongst technologists and technology visionaries and platform providers of a need to cooperate. You know, call it interoperability, where platforms are able to access and play friendly with other platforms. So you don't have to just you know, go here, you know zero-sum game, um, a panacea, but go wherever you are, and then you can weave in, connect with the others. So part of what I see happening, Ross, and and, um, would love to collaborate with you on this, is that um, there's a a technology um, ecosystem of ecosystems, network of networks that's beginning to emerge. And um, in this environment is a place where the collective wisdom of how one group is doing this can be shared with others so that there's a cross-fertilization. And when this begins to happen on larger and larger levels, there's like a vicarious learning that comes with that. And then the next thing you know, it's like the nervous system of the brain. The world, um, what I can envision is a substratum of these organizations, nodes, networks, um, groups, and communities all over the world. Interconnected and intercommunicating and intercooperating with one another, and the thing is, is that this isn't just visionary and aspirational. I'm telling you, I can see it. It's forming, um, and it's through this kind of taking it from conversation and ideas and into implementation, in, implementation and action, because that's what's needed now. Uh, Think takes and things like that, it's great, it's awesome, but we need action. And so taking conversations like this and weaving them into something that's tangible and executable um, in the best sense of the word, that's where we need to go. And, And it's beginning to happen.